This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Chris Gary, and Jared Timms. G'day, punters. Welcome to episode 11 of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. Of course, we are absolutely thrilled you've decided to join us for another week of reviewing, previewing, betting, multis, hot takes, general rugby league debauchery, words that go together extremely well. My name's Jared Timms. To my left, 60 games for the Broncos, three each for the Maroons, Kangaroos, and Indigenous All-Stars. That's me, that's me. What's up, baby? It's good to be back, boys. (laughs) (laughs) And to my right, former Courier Mail, Channel 7 fame now, PR heavyweight, Walkley winner, Chris Gary. Thanks, guys. Made my acting debut today as well. I was just about to ask. We can't go into too much detail, but, uh, but what were you doing today? Yeah, shoot with the one and only Billy Moore, an absolute legend. Uh, it was really hot. I was wearing a suit. Um, I don't think it was my best performance, but everyone's got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Soon to be Academy Award winner, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Magic Round of the History Books for another season, of course. Boy, I'm becoming a massive fan of this concept. Ooh. It was probably just because I was there on the beers on Friday night. And this is also in spite of my team not even turning up to play 38-0 on Friday night. Jarrell, highlight for you? Yeah, it was definitely... Was it yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, I mean, we haven't played good against Manly for a very, very long time. Uh I think the last time we beat them at Suncorp Stadium, uh, I might have been still playing. Um, so that was a long, long time ago. But it was a good, it was a great weekend uh, for the game and for Bris Vegas here in in Brisbane. It was uh, it was amazing to see everyone out and about jerseys and not only just stay for their own games, like they stayed all weekend. You've seen you've seen you know jerseys that or had already been played. People turning up to games. So it's a great concept, and I hope we continue with it. Absolutely incredible performance from the Broncos too. That's an 88-point swing on last year's Magic wow. Round game between Manly and the Broncos. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I've got no words. I've just, I'm just happy that they're looking like they're enjoying footy. It's been a long time, you know, since the Broncos have, you know, they've, they've been winning some games here and there, but it, it thoroughly looked like they were enjoying themselves in front of the home crowd. And I think that's all you can ask for. As an old boy, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a breath of fresh air, and I can't wait to see what they they toss up this week. They really do look like they're enjoying themselves. Chris, highlight for you, Magic Round. Well, I just want to say I'm still not convinced. I'm sorry about the Broncos. <laughs> I'm just not. You must be pretty unconvinced <laughs> with the Seagulls. I just think that the Cronulla was a good win against a team who played horribly. Manly just weren't there. What happened? Like they really they did weren't. not get on the bus. I'm they going were to, horrific. I'm going to blame that black jersey that was featured yeah, on that was for one of almost our major performances. Absolutely. I just don't think, awful. honestly, the four your forwards. I don't think any of them ran over eighty meters. No, no. no. Um, so I, you know, there it is. You know, yeah. that's if you want to go and you want to beat a team, you got to go through the front door, and that's what the Broncos did. Did they have a booth booked at Prohibition in the Valley afterwards? I'm uh, I can May. confirm they did not. Um, I did talk to the captain um, because I probably would have been there. Um, so, yes, but no, there was that wasn't a that wasn't a plan. I think they. They they honestly just probably came up here thinking it was going to be a little bit easier than than, than what they they thought and geez didn't they come out of the blocks of Bronx? Oh, absolutely. Adam exactly. Reynolds buy of the year. Well, at the Incredible. moment he is. Yeah. I think at the moment he is. We talked about Nico Hines, um, you know, and uh, you know being chosen, but I I think at the moment the Broncos have made the right decision. He looks like the last 
bloke to play good in that jersey was Ben Hunt in 2015, um, and he's looking as good as that. Yeah, I just want to see them beat a team who actually shows up that aren't, that isn't the Bulldogs. Or well, the Bulldogs only really show up either. Um, they're beating the Rabbitohs twice out of the trail. Look, I'm just not convinced yet. Newcastle this week, though. <laughs> yeah. They won. The MILF, the MILF is back. They won. Yeah. And Last Mil- start winners, the Knights. Yeah, the, the MILF is back. I'm actually, I'm actually very excited to see the MILF back, though, in, in, all, kind, like in all seriousness. Um, you know, I've been had close contact with him over the last, you know, six or seven months. It's been tough for him and his family to be able to sit out of the game. And um, another thing, you know, not to make any money, you know, he's been sitting back waiting for this court case to be, you know, finished and over and done with. Um, so I'm just happy and I know he's very happy to be able to get back out in the field again and, and play footy. And what a way to uh, to, to start it, kick kickstart his career again against his old club down there at Mc, McDonald's. Jones, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's been showing the door by two clubs in the space of four or five months, really. Mm, yep. Um, yeah, he's, he's an electric player. I just hope for Mill's sake we see some of the best because we didn't see that at Brisbane. I think he admitted this week he needed a change. He really did. Probably should have happened a couple of years ago, to be honest. Um, so let's hope he can get some confidence I hope he back. scores two or three, but I just hope he doesn't beat Did him. you have a chat to Farnworth after he didn't score? No, but you know what? Like... It was, it was tough. Slide in the DM. It's it's, yeah. it's it's tough, boys. I mean, when you when when your team wins thirty eight and both centers don't score, yeah. I mean, we must be doing something right because both of our wingers had a field day against those bums. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go harder than that. Yeah. To be fair, welcome in the form guide from Ryan Cook. G'day by guys. the way, day listeners. Uh, Look, pretty big and obvious talking point this week. Trent Barrett gone mm. from Belmore. Did he quit? Was he shown the door? Chris, <laughs> what are you thinking uh, here and what do you think of Phil Gould? First of all, I have I I really like Phil Gould. Right. Um, he's given me some great interviews over the years. Uh, I think he's an absolute asset to rugby league. I think AFL rugby union would love to have someone as um, controversial and divisive, but also intelligent and articulate as Phil Gould. But let's just cut to the chase here. He has been a poor football general manager for probably a decade now. Uh, at Panthers hired Ivan Cleary, 2011, sacked Ivan Cleary for Anthony Griffin, sacked Anthony Griffin, the board wanted Ivan Cleary back. Gould didn't. He had to leave. Two years later, Panthers win a premiership. St. George Illawarra does a coaching review, recommends Mary McGregor stays. Mary McGregor gets sacked six months later. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the Warriors, recommends Nathan Brown as coach. They're going absolutely shithouse. Then leaves the Warriors and goes to the Bulldogs. Trent Barrett, he says, will be there forever. Two weeks later, Trent Barrett's sacked. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <I'm a just, laughs> like, again, he's has he's the probably the greatest coach in New South Wales history, um, especially at origin level. I'm just just can we just admit that he's like not a very good football manager? Are you oh, saying yeah. sorry, are you saying that no one wants to be getting the call from him for this Bulldogs job? No, I just why does he keep getting these gigs, Phil Gould? Like he's he's a much better commentator and analyst now than he is a football manager. I just like he's got this esteem and and status as this great brain of the game, and you see that in commentary. It doesn't it doesn't apply to results. Eddie McGuire says hi, by the way, Chris. Gerald, <laughs> 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 anything on this? No, I, look, I, I I don't go back as far to to have to known and really care too much about um, Gus Gould about you know what what he's it, it it shows obviously that you know what he's done over the last. 10 years isn't, hasn't been amazing. So, you know, I'm, I'm with Chris on this one. I I don't really have anything to say about him. I, I think he's just been jumping around. I think he claims a lot at the Penrith Panthers, um, but you'll show that they've just got, you know, 
the area. They, they've just got great kids coming through anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether he was going to be there or not. I don't understand him going to the Warriors like he like. I don't get that. I'm not sure what he did there. <laughs> I don't like, think they are no, either. I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and now this situation, um, yeah, he's got wise words and, and he can talk the talk, but he hasn't been able to walk the walk. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't really have much to say about him. Ned's, Ned should have a dollar five. Shane Flanagan to coach the Bulldogs, FYI. Shane Flanagan? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've heard Cameron Seraldo was the front Yeah, runner. yeah. Uh, well, this the talk was the reason they moved on Barrett is because they have a little bit of a, you know, maybe a bit of a handshake, maybe a bit of a chat right. with Shane Flanagan. Do you think Freddie Fittler would want the, the gig? Why would you? Yeah, yeah no. No way. Why would you? And Shane Flanagan would be really good for them. I know obviously he's had his pass, but he's one of the hardest working coaches in the game. What he did with that Sharks team, obviously there was some issues there we don't want to get into, but <laughs> yeah, he's clearly a good coach. I mean, we've got time to fill it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fre- Brad, uh, Brad Frittler's job is the best, surely, in rugby yeah, league as yeah, well. Great media gig, three games a year. Nah. Uh, look, the fallout already happening here to Brent Naden leaving the club after only a handful of names. Do you think he's a good signing for the Tigers? Not particular. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a whatever signing. But again, what about that, releasing that it's info on the team list? <laughs> on team list Tuesday. Yeah, they've got Pick outer, rugby of Bulldogs in, in <laughs> for the Tigers. That has got to be a first. Like, I don't yeah. know, statistically, you're the man to ask. Um, but I, I, that's got to be a first. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I, I, I anything honestly think it's got to be a that, first. No. It's yeah, it's taking the piss. Like, yeah. and Drell, you'd know this how anal clubs get about releasing info on a new signing. Like, it's all this process. The amount of times I've had calls from coaches or CEOs going, "You just stuffed our release. You just uh, like I don't care." But they're just so anal about yeah. it. Yeah, and this happens on a team list. Well, yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think the reason why Naden's got, you know obviously James Roberts is obviously. Well, he's done his back for the year. He's, he's out yeah. for the year, isn't he? So Not they sure. needed. They, I mean, they don't really need him. I mean, but this other this other consensus of him, you know, all these players going, well, I wanted to play for Trent Barrett, and now they're all going, oh, I don't want to play here anymore. No, well, I don't think you sign for a coach. Yeah. For me, I don't think you. I think you sign for a club. In so if you've got a narrative that you wanted to play for a coach, and then now everyone's like backing out of their deals. Well, you need to take a hard look at yourself, boys, because um, I'm not going to a I'm not going to a place for a coach. I'm going, you know, I I, I want the dogs of war. I want to I want to I want if I'm going there, I want to bring that club to back to where it should be, and that's what they should be thinking. Not I'm going to go and play under Trent Barrett, and that's it. They need to they need to get their you know their, their facts right, and they need to if they're going to go to the, the Bulldogs, you need players who want to play for the Bulldogs and the Bulldog Bulldogs fan. They have a great fan base. I think they need to be better. And the other thing with the Bulldogs is they sign a lot of players of question in a hurry because it was a fight sale. The yeah. Dogs trying to get new recruits. Seen Paul Paul Vaughan this week tip the media as well. I think there's a fundamental under, a misunderstanding there at the Dogs about a the media's role, but also what success is. They need to bring players in who have had great success. And, and Vaughan he shouldn't really be. You know, he, he probably <laughs> needs. He, how long are we out of the the barbecue scape? You know, and yeah. he just needs to. Like, if I was him, I'd be shutting my mouth. Yeah. I'd just shut my mouth and, you know, I would not be saying anything to the media <laughs> at all. I'd be head down. I'd be turning up the training the next day and ripping and tearing. And if you want to play for Trent Barrett, turn up this week Absolutely. and have a go and pump the Tigers. That's what you do. Absolutely. Look, Chris, earlier this week you tweeted oh. about Rugby Australia's potential yeah. targeting of league players. I'm keen to hear a bit more about this. Have I missed something here or is this just the general chat of rugby targeting league players? Yeah, basically the uh, rugby rugby types in Australia have come out, officials have come out and said that they will be targeting league players for the 2027 World Cup, similar to what they did, um, obviously, with Matt Rogers, Sailor, Takiri, and... 
I don't understand it. I think some of the reaction among the rugby types with their RM Williams and elbow patches has been similar because, you know, how's a winger going to win you a World Cup? Having said that, I think Matt, Matt Byrne has to be, you know, you've got to go Matt Burton. Like at that age and his skill with the kick, find players who can kick long. He, he does. Yeah. He looks like he fits the bill to play rugby. Yeah. And he might th- take that offence to that. But and what he's doing in the Bulldogs single-handedly in his kicking game is it's incredible. Yeah. It's, I've never, I don't think I've seen a – honestly, in my era of watching this game, I do not think I've seen someone kick the ball like him before. Yeah, it is, and then say, that's saying something because we've had some, you know, Nathan Cleary is obviously a great kicker, but it's nothing compared to this kid. He kicks the ball and it looks like it's got helium in it. Yeah. Like that's how big <laughs> he kicks the ball. And the, when when you've got players who are having dramas, like Caelan Ponga is pretty handy under the high. He made him look silly the other night yeah. when he was playing. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't think about anything like this, Chris, until you brought it up and it's – yeah, it's a, it's a, it'd be a pretty cool thing to have on your resume to play in the Rugby World Cup. It would be. You know? Did you ever have any thoughts? Was there? No, any? I hate Rugby Union. <laughs> it's a passion. Uh, I think it's for me. I just think it's so, like, and there's so, probably so much more to it that you know I'm probably going to get chipped here. But I just think it's a boring sport. It can be very boring. Like, yeah. like unless you just like, I just think it's a very boring sport, and it's a lot to do with you know, tactically of how many phases you have and penalties especially, well. yeah, so and, you know, and I just couldn't do that with, you know, the the talent that, you know, don't want to, you know, blow smoke in my ass, but the talent, I don't <laughs> want to sit around and go, let them kick, yeah. you know, five goals and that's how we win. That's just not, give me the ball. You know, that's what yeah. I want. That's it. That's, and that's just me and, and talking and saying that I love watching the All Backs play. I just yeah. think because they're ruthless and how they play. And I don't think they play like, a normal rugby union side. I actually think they throw the ball around a little bit, and they like to have a bit of fun with it. And that's why, you know, they're, be- they're, they're the best in the world. And on that, Bowden Barrett to me could come across the NRL. Oh, yeah. He'd be top top ten in the game. Yeah, definitely. He's incredible. But yeah, I, I remember when when Lottie and that went over, I was shattered. Yeah. But they don't they don't have the money in union at the moment to actually do it. The NRL players earn by far and large a lot more than Australian rugby players. So you'd almost have to park an NRL player in Europe. And have them play for the Wallabies to mm. make it set to, for it to make sense. True, absolutely. Jural, uh, at the start of every week, you and I discuss a topic on a video. The video series is called oh, Ned's Unpopular yes. Opinions. Boy, are some of these unpopular. Now, this week we've gone particularly contentious. I asked you who is the most overrated player in the NRL today, and who is it? Yeah, uh, I've. Um, who did we go? <laughs> well, actually, I've, I've just had a blank. Yeah, this is how forgettable this week is. Mitchell Moses, sorry, I've just had a blank. Now, we didn't talk before <laughs> no, we, we filmed and we both landed on Mitchell Moses. Chris, who do you think is the most overrated player in the NRL? Um, definitely not Mitchell Moses after that performance <laughs> on the weekend. He was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually timed that terribly. Yeah, we fair. did. Time, but, but it was... You know, we did want a little bit of clickbait. We love the para fans and they, they love biting. Oh, yeah. They love biting. We love throwing the fish hook there out there. There is not a set of fans that come out of the Ooh. woodwork more when we say anything contentious yep. at all. Now, Ryan, you were going to start here today. Why do you want to start in the welcome segment today? Look, I don't know, to be totally honest, because <laughs> some of these some of these comments are pretty feisty. And I looked at these at about 12 o'clock this afternoon, and we're now recording it. 20 past four, and they're still piling they in. They are so still this piling. Is, it could this be is just like 48 yeah. hours. I cannot yeah. wait for this. Okay, so just so that if any of the listeners out there haven't seen the video, Jarrell, 
You said Moses is the most overrated because he isn't stepping up at the end of the season. Yep. Jared, you went, Jared went a step further though and compared him to Chris Sandow. <laughs> <laughs> and even called out Parramatta for their long history of poor signings. Okay, so first well, comment. Here we go. First comment from Daniel Hennessy. Ha ha ha. Teams paying over $1 million for players who haven't made the top eight, let alone top four. Haven't beaten Penrith or Storm for two years or played Origin and somehow you come up with Moses? He leads the league and try assists in the six or seven. I think there is a bit of jealousy or brain damage on the show. Is he referring to me or Gerald? <laughs> I never played it's top collective. line football. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this I one, love this shit. This <laughs> one from Mary Ellick. Couldn't agree with you more. Have always said it. Nice to hear someone else say it. You got three thumbs up from her. Three. Three. Jeez. Uh, Warren Crotty. Oh, here we go, Wazza. Uh, Latrell Mitchell hasn't performed in any games. Lowest work rate. Only the media keep talking him up. South Sydney supporters are spewing on letting Reynolds go to be, to be able to pay Mitchell the big dollars. That was the top comment. Two premierships for Latrell. Yeah, he's won, yeah. He's won two premierships. <laughs> yeah. so. And yeah, yeah. start in both. Yeah. David Hughes, this one's aimed specifically at you, Timsy. Nice. Ricky Stewart changed the way Sandow played. Not the Eels, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. It wasn't for Ricky. Uh, He'd been playing Origin. <laughs> Last one, Jason Regner. Bitchel Moses, 100% is overrated, <laughs> hasn't won anything and won't win anything. Oh, Hoax. God bless. God bless the tw people out there in the uh, the, the Twitter sphere. He God is definitely him. overrated. I just don't think he's the most overrated. And Chris Sanders, <laughs> definitely, he's definitely better. I, I, think the I think behind what we were talking about is, you know, he hasn't, he, he needs to perform better for yeah. the Parramatta Eels. And in yes, big moments. In big moments. Yeah, in absolutely. big moments. And, you know, and there's probably a couple of other players in that, but he has the biggest role to play, I think, yeah. in the position that he has. Um, and they've gone far. They just haven't gone far enough. If you if you if you go back to some of your big you know biggest players in the game, they always find a way to go to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking like Angus Crichton, Damian Cook. Damien Cook, a wow. couple of players who jump out to me. Yeah, wow! Like a couple of years, last couple of years, he's been pretty average. Damian yeah. Cook, mm. um, Josh Jackson as well. Like guys like that who just sort of oh, like, oh, I hate these toilers who like do all the hard work. Like do something good. Yeah. But see, Josh Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I really put Josh Jackson in that contention because they're they're pretty. You know, yeah. they're not. Yeah, you work. They're off, shit. Throw yeah. A yeah. Like they're, they're not, <laughs> they haven't been. You know, they haven't got to the level for him to even. No, have a go at that. So yeah. that's that's what. But when he was making Origin year after year, and he's on big coin, it was a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same James Graham to me. Honestly, mm. all time, probably the most overrated. Wow. Yeah. Oof. I used to love watching James Graham. Yeah. I did notice actually, probably the most uh, highly voted for player from the public was Caelan Ponger on this. Yeah. At the moment, yeah. But is he rated at the moment? Everyone knows he's going shit. Yeah. Like, he's he's confidence. I is think gone. Latrell's a pretty good call at the right. moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but he has won two premiers. Yeah. So like, it's like yeah. a, you know, if we're talking all time overrated. Yeah, can't put him in it, I don't think. Did you come up with the Sandow bit on the fly? Or did you write that? Yeah. We actually, when we stood in this room, we didn't actually say who we were going to say. If you watch back that video, you can see it click over yeah. in my mind. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that video has turned into a real winner for us, <laughs> and we're here to find winners. Let's get into some betting. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends, and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. All right, no need to introduce the bloke. He's been talking a lot already, Ryan. Let's get straight into the betting. Who are our punters' pals in Magic Round? Gerald, you're going to love this one. Okay. It's your boy, 
Selwyn Cobbo. Yeah. Hat trick my... against Manly. Oh, what a player. Yeah. 21 bucks. Anyone jump on that? No, Probably we not, didn't. But... We did not. We did not. Uh, he's been cash money for the last couple of months, though. Seven tries in his last four games. Uh, guys, do we think Cobbo is hands down the top breakout player of the year? Probably Jeremiah Nanai is the only other name that I can really think of that compares. Taylor May. Yeah. Yeah. Even like I know he's obviously a good player, but even Ryan Pappenhausen's gone to another mm. level as well. He really has. I think. I think with the, the how much media hype in Brisbane, he probably is the standout from what's going on right now. And, you know, Brisbane being the Brisbane Broncos, you're going to get a lot of, um, you know, talk about him. So, yeah. Do you think he plays Origin? Nah, not this year. No. Billy's not that silly. Um, he's a very, very smart man, Bill, and he'll he'll want to caress this kid to, to, to make him better. Uh, and I don't think that he should probably think that it's a setback, you know, someone if he doesn't get chosen. I think he'll go into camp. I just don't think at the what is he nineteen years of age? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a big ass for someone who's probably played four four good mm. games. And that's a great point to make because he has had some poor games this yeah, year yeah. as well. So. He had, he's had the most errors uh, in yeah. the competition as of two weeks ago. So you can't take that into Origin. You need to be you need to be a lot better than that. Not saying that he's not going to play Origin. I just don't think he will this year. Can we also just end the Latrell comparisons because I know oh, that just, there's some. But Latrell was doing things at his age that. Selwyn can't get near at the moment. Yeah, I think in the future they can, but I just think they're their own players. Just too. let them be Selwyn Cobbo. Pressure on him too. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. let him be Selwyn. Yeah. I had a lot of people ask me on the weekend, and you know, saying that they see a lot of similar. And I'm just like, let's let the kid be him, and he will be the best version of himself he can be. As a young player, would you, if you were in his situation, would you sort of step away from social media and media in general? Nah, look, I, I honestly think he's a kid that has his head screwed on. I've, yeah. you know, I, I don't have an issue with him doing any of that. He's literally you know he's, he's got his head he knows what he's got himself into he knows who he wants to be and he's not trying to be someone else so nah he, he's going to be fine who were you compared to coming through the grades oh i don't know if i was compared to, I, well, I don't think i was compared to anyone i didn't really such and such clone drill yeah you know what I, I'm, I'm i'm glad that i yeah. well, I, I didn't hear any of it anyway if i if i if i was but yeah i was just I was just happy to be in a Broncos side, you know, and scoring meat pies. It was it was amazing. Like like this kid right now, he's he's just playing some outstanding footy, and he's he's on the he's on the back of a great halfback as well. Speaking of outstanding footy, it was magic round. So let's talk uh, a few SunCorp superstars. Josh Adokar is one that we've spoken about at length on this show. Has now found the stripe in eight straight at SunCorp. Two dollars thirty against the Knights last week. Has also scored in four of his last five games. I want to. We were talking about the Bulldogs before. I want to talk a quote that Adokar said after that game. So this is what he said. If you are consistent at training, you're going to take it onto the footy field. We can't sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. So do you guys think this suggests that Canterbury's failures aren't all on Barrett and that the player's attitude has to cop, you know, some of the blame here? Yeah, absolutely. But that's still also a shot fired at, at Trent. Like the coach ultimately needs to recognise that and address that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think... Um, He's probably talking in, in all, yeah, like a, he, he obviously, when you're losing games, you, you don't have the best mentality. So you're probably turning the train and kicking stones. I think the best, you know, the best way to get, get over that is you can tell Josh Adokar after a game, he's, 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 he's processed it. He's gone, yep, this has happened. Let's move on. And that's the mentality at Melbourne. 
You know, that's obviously him bringing that mentality from Melbourne. He knows yep. how to forget about something very quickly. Um, where most of these players are still, you know, young coming through, it's pretty hard for them to do that. So that's something that'll come with maturity, but they need to start doing that very quickly and just getting on with, you know, doing a doing their video at the start of the week and then done with it. Absolutely. So Anari Tuwala is the other name that we do need to talk about. Um, he scored in four straight games mm. at Suncorp now, $3.90 anytime in that uh, Bulldogs-Knights game, but more importantly, $15 as the first try scorer. And just the last one, I'm not sure how many people would have actually backed this, but the Raiders head-to-head. -head. So Canberra has now won eight straight against the Sharks, would you believe? Wow. Heavy $3.75 outsiders on Saturday. Also from that game, Hudson Young has now scored in four straight against Cronulla, $6.75. Did you have any of this for us last week? No. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> uh, round 11 tips just for any time try scorers. I'm going to butcher his name, but I'll try my best. Koloa Matungi, yep. $3.50 versus the Raiders. He scored four, four times this season and he turns 24 on Monday. So I just like a good little birthday bet. It's yeah. been profitable this year. Corey Thompson, $2.55 versus the Sharks. Right side of uh, Cronulla's line is where they've been the most vulnerable, I think. And he scored three times in four career appearances against them. Still no luck for me in first try scorer <clears throat> betting last week, Ryan. How did we go overall in if you're not first, you're last? It was a pretty mundane week. Definitely not a lot of magic involved. Uh, <laughs> Cobbo and Milne saluted at single figures after Tawala on Friday night. One name worth men mentioning, though, is Jared Waria Hargraves, $67. Yeah. Uh, three minutes in for the Roosters, paving the way for that victory over Para. Chris, you said last week that there's a bit of, well, there's a bit going on behind the scenes at the Roosters. Uh, did you see anything different from them on the field? Did yeah, like well, them? actually, I got a bit of a tip, boys. I should have passed it on, but I wasn't super confident on it um, that they were on on Saturday. Got a tip, get on them hard. Uh, we had a couple hundred bucks left in a little group betting thing we have and um Jesus keeping secrets the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the more this podcast goes on during the year the more of a fraud you become <laughs> <laughs> just, just pull a knife okay out greg davis Mate, we, need, we need this we need you so, yeah we anyway we, we won a bit of money off that so oh. thanks to the uh thanks to the more park oh, person yeah. who told <laughs> us that they were absolutely on well, it was basically, I was like, are they really? Ah, oh, let's go for it. And then they won. I'm like, oh, damn, should have told people. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when you, you say did. on, though, what do you mean by that? What, Just what? that, that, yeah, they were up. They were, Fine, they were ready yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. You got any tips for round 11? Uh, a guy you tipped last week, Gerald Herbie Farnworth, yeah. $10.50 versus Newcastle. He scored in his last two games versus the Knights. So I think that's good value there. <sighs> now, I know Manly are really getting out to a price in premiership betting now, especially after that, assuming uh, there was quite a bit of movement in futures markets after Magic Round, though. It, it's for the two Queensland sides. So the Cowboys are $26 into 17 wow. and the Broncos are 26 into 21 I've asked you this before guys but who comes out as the top team from Queensland Cowboys are third Broncos are seventh well I mean if we're talking right now it's the Cowboys I mean like they're playing outstanding footy uh they're just they've just hit the ground running after those you know first couple of losses yeah. and now they're just I don't know I do I, like I cannot I don't understand what is happening <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't explain anymore like they are it's actually no it's like I'm now I'm watching their games and I'm like they're actually very good. Yeah. Like, it's not like, okay, oh, that was another. They just did it again. They're actually playing very good football. And, you know, it's hard for me to say that, you know, being a being a rival club. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that those players like Jason Telmalolo and they've all come back together now and they're, and they're playing good. I'm very happy for Tom Dearden. Um, 
you know, he works hard. He worked hard at the Broncos, and I can tell he's working hard there uh, at the Cowboys. Uh, he, you can you can see that he's come into his own as a young player as well. So, yeah, I just for the last couple of weeks I was like, surely they're just winning because they're winning, but they they're playing good footy. Uh, what I've heard is that the last few weeks there's been real buy-in, and yep. that there was resistance to Todd Payton, there was resistance to his methods and some of his attitudes. And it sort of clicked. Yeah. And there's buy-in there amongst the playing group, and that's what's led to this change. And when you win footy games, yeah. you just you just find something. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just there's a vibe around the place, there's a vibe around the club. You know, it goes from admin all the way through to you know the gear guy. Like it's it's that's just the way it works. So they're winning footy games. It's really hard to stop that momentum when you do. They would have to give guys like Ricky Stewart a bit of confidence too that are on the hot seat. Like this time last year, Peyton was so. Yeah, things I, do turn I around. Don't, I don't think it's going to turn around yeah, for Ricky. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I honestly still don't know how we. You know, it's, what is it? Round eleven this week. Damn Trent, it! Do, what did we have? Do we Michael, have Trent first? No, I oh, said Michael Maguire. You yeah, did touch on yeah. Trent though in that first yeah. Um, yeah. unpopular opinion video. I did. You I? said your first thing you said was Trent Barrett would be right up there. Yeah, but then you went into Mick Potter. To be fair, I said Todd Payton, and look how well that's going. Michael Maguire, you mean not Mick Potter? Oh, Mick Potter. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, Michael not Maguire, Harry's dad. Yeah. Does um, anyone ever believe that Trent Barrett quit? Like, why do they bother telling us these lies? <laughs> why? Why? The two drifters, uh, Parramatta, seven dollars out to nine. Cronulla, $10 out to 13 Did any multis lob last weekend? We had a good one. A thousand, it's a big stake. $1,000 into just over $36,000. Um, so he's gone Titans to win. Titans to win the first half. That's from our popular multi section. Uh, the Panthers to cover and also over 32 and a half. Uh, the total points line double. And then the Rabbitohs to win the first half and the Rabbitohs over three and a half tries. $36,000 is very impressive, but I always find those less impressive when they yeah. had an enormous stake yeah, on in the yeah, first place, yeah. you know? Obviously, if you're betting that sort of money, you have money. It's so pocket it makes change. It, yeah. 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 <laughs> so some sicko who yes. is rich has just yes. been made even richer. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you sick, yeah. Any bloody good bets this week? Um, 5K on Jared Wallace, anytime try score, wow. $11.50. Wow. 5K? That returned just under 58K. Yeah. There's, there's got to be some. Something's going on there. No, nah, but you know what? He's he's, yeah. he's he scored a fair few times against them. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, th- I heard the commentator he? say, "Yeah, yeah right, okay. I, I heard I heard the commentator say that he scores in this game very regularly." It was a long way too, seventy third yeah. minute against a lot of his Queensland teams. Yeah, I yeah, seven yeah. K on Alex Johnston anytime. Uh, scored sixteen minutes in against the Warriors. Four point four K Moses Suley anytime. Uh, 50k on the Panthers to cover, and then 50k on the Cowboys to cover versus the Tigers. It's the one we're all looking forward to every week. Don't tell the Misso. 15k on the Storm to win. Oh. 44k on the Dragons to cover. 50k on the Eels to cover, and then 50k on the Sharks 13 plus. I reckon this one hits home for you, Jared, because you had it in our work multi. I did. Yeah. Get up. Bruce Ritty Crook. All right. On that note, thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you, guys. Love it every week. Good luck on the punt. All right, guys, round 11 early payout is available on every game in the NRL at Neds.
Every game? Every game. That's that's very exciting. Back a team head-to-head. If your team is leading by six points or more at halftime, you'll be paid out early. Chris, we're going to start with you this week. Where do you think we would best place early pay? Look, I always like the Titans on this because they can attack, but they don't have the mental strength to see at home. So Titans, Sharks, yep. Yeah, I was going to go Gold Coast as well. They score points early, but they cannot close out a game, and I don't think they will against the Sharkies. Have you got anything, Ryan? I reckon Broncos and Knights. Yeah? Yeah. Just the Broncos. Just the Broncos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't hate they that. They should pile on points again, surely. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go, punters. As easy as you like in <laughs> round 11. Uh, early payout is available Load for the first $250 staked. Of course, T's and C's are available on the website, neds.com.au, or on the Neds app. And if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right, boys, we were triumphant in round nine, of course, but I'm going to liken last week's effort to a premiership hangover. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> it was not great. Herbie Farnworth, of course, missed for Gerald. Uh Souths looked like covering easily, and they just stopped playing. Absolutely incredible. It was only six points, only ended up winning by two. Uh, and Chris, of course, the well, storm did Jerome not Jerome Hughes, like... Was you that know, the difference in 32 yes, points or whatever definitely. it was? Yes, yeah. definitely. If I'd known Jerome Hughes wasn't there, I wouldn't oh, have Oh, he's a big bet. difference, though. Yeah. He yeah. is a huge difference. Alas, we're still in the green, of course. We need to go again. Don't have a clip available for this, unfortunately. But, Chris, this week on the AFL Punting Podcast, your old mate Greg Davis said, in these exact words... I didn't realise step ladders were allowed in the studio because that's the only way Chris Gary could reach the microphone. Harsh things he could have said, but that would have required the use of big words. It was classless, lowbrow, from a circus midget that nobody likes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look, that's sensational. And I think when he's talking about nobody likes, he's probably talking to about a lot of people interviewed and, and in the game and the NRL. And that's because unlike Greg, I actually ask hard questions. I don't try and suck up to players <laughs> just to try and be mates with them. So... I'm more than fair. To be fair, I'm more on Team Greg now after you didn't give us that Roosters. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to kick it off first this week. I'm sick, personally, of missing all of this Broncos money, Gerald. I think their specials to breeze past the Knights on Thursday night. The line's only six and a half points, $2. Thank you very much. It's a good good bet. Gerald, Um, you're up second this week? Yeah, I think these boys bounce back. I think they got towed, obviously, by the Broncos over the weekend. And I think um, they're going to bring their best game against against Par- Parramatta. Uh, that's why I've gone Ruben Garrick anytime. A juicy $2.70. Boys? Yeah, Ooh. don't hate that. Mm. Chris, Ooh. bring us home. Brighton To'o to score anytime against the Roosters at the SCG, I believe. I don't know the stats on this, but I feel like it's a high-scoring ground. Surely. <laughs> it feels that way. Uh and we're getting a dollar ninety eight for that leg. That's wow. incredible. I, I have him marked at about a dollar seventy every week, top. Yeah. So really good value. Now I thought combined we were going to get about nine dollars for this. The bookies have given us a nice little pump here, twelve dollars for our three legs. Yeah, I like this one as well. This is on, boys. I don't think I got on the uh, the one last week. Yeah, but I. I just have a feeling. Well, that's why I didn't get up. Because yeah. the week before yeah, you were Yeah, up, I know. So. Yeah, but so I can't keep, give it this kiss. But I can't keep doing this all the time, all right? Because then I'll be on Don't Tell the Miso. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be there. So, yeah. But I am going to do it. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to get on it this week. So uh, we'll be home, boys. And those AFL boys can get <laughs> And Ryan, you're, I just want to say, I'm Ryan, the no, Ryan, yeah. no, Ryan, you're in the pod. Yeah. Stick up for me, mate. 
Fire up. I don't want to get involved. It's getting very personal. Pick a team, Ryan. Like, Pick a side. You guys need to get in the ring or something. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man, You're I'll talking f- to the winning punters here, <laughs> yeah, Ryan. I think yeah. the pick's pretty obvious. I'll yeah. fight someone, honestly. Let's, let's go. Well, yeah. Billy Bla- well they've we got Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, yeah. sorry. Dylan is the weak point. I didn't say that Alistair. to be looking at me. I just... Yeah. <laughs> we just need you to get rid of Alistair Lynch then. Yeah. Alistair's a pretty big yeah. boy too, I think, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. No, yeah just tackle him. We're on. All right, punters. You're not going to get that kind of value for a three-leg multi like that anywhere else but right here at Ned's. The NRL Punting Podcast Multi is already built for your convenience. It's available under NRL specials at neds.com.au or on the Ned's app. Alright guys, it's that time of the week again. Any final thoughts? Let's start on the right, Chris. Yeah, I need to again retract a previous statement. (laughs) The Cowboys are going to make the eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. he's, 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 he's eating his own I, words. Yeah, look, I've just been so impressed with them the last couple of weeks. I still don't think they're top four or possibly even top six material. They're clearly a pretty good side that's going to be there in the, in the last few spots of the eight. I think the Broncos are going to make the eight. I, 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 I wasn't, don't believe I wasn't like as convinced, you know, two, three weeks ago. And, you know, I'm a piece of shit for not doing that because <laughs> that's my old club. I should be all in. But. The more Adam Reynolds turns up like this week in and week out, it just it just makes me more confident that he takes a lot of pressure off a lot of younger these a lot of younger players, and it gives them an opportunity to thrive. I actually think that we're playing so good, we're going to actually struggle through the Origin period because yeah. we're going to have so many young players and New South Wales Blues in the state of Origin side. So we need to take all the points we can get at the moment. We haven't had this problem for a long, long <laughs> time, long time yeah. so it is a nice problem to have. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I reckon we finish six and above yeah, this year by the end. And Oof. clip this, clip it right now. I reckon we finish six and above if we keep this momentum. Uh, yeah, I think we're there and about, boys. Top four potential. Are, are we going that far? Uh, yeah. Look, let's let's get through two origins, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll reassess the situation. Yeah, I still don't think they make the eight. But you're right. You can't you can't tell with the Broncos or any of those really heavy toll origin teams yeah. until after that. Until August, really. I just generally think someone like Patrick Carrigan has to has to play yeah. Origin this year. Like he's playing out of his skin. Uh, we, all, we all know Payne will play for New South Wales. Tony. Um, Tones will play. I mean, there is chat that I don't think he will play, but if, you know, in some injuries go down, Selwyn might be called in there. Cor- Corey Corey, Oates, yeah. You know, so there's a chunk of players there that I don't think we had the, at the moment, have Tom the depth. Tom a chance to. Yeah, like he could come off the bench. I just don't think we have the depth yeah. to fill those roles and then to fill the bench roles if we do. So, yeah, I think... I think um, we're, we're a big chance of uh, making top six, boys. Ryan? That was going to be sort of my final thought is the Broncos draw. I was looking ahead. So they've got Newcastle this week, and then I think they've got the Titans, yep. the Bye, and then the Raiders. So you could be talking Well, we're getting two points month. out of those. Yeah. yeah. I've just got to say. Yeah. yeah. Very favourable. <laughs> um, I think even this Sunday game between the Rabbitohs and Raiders, that could kind of decide the fate for either of those two teams, especially Canberra. Yeah. And I think the Broncos draw overall, even the back end. I know they played Melbourne and that, but they've played Penrith already. They don't play mm-hmm. them again. No. They've got a pretty, a much better draw than they have in previous and seasons. It, and to take the points that they have at this time of the year to have that, I think that four, you know, those four games that were tough, that were so called tough to them. Um, Rabbitohs were included in that to take the points that we are at now. What are we sitting seventh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we possibly could take yeah another eight points in the next four yeah. weeks. Exciting times. Mm. Very, very we exciting. Have to be excited. We haven't been excited. 
for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, punters, that's going to do us for another week. Thank you for tuning in. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on your favourite podcast platform or on the socials at Ned's Oz. Enjoy the footy this weekend. We hope you back a winner. And if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.